0: what up this is milky this is bilby welcome to your scene this week for the first episode we just start off talking about a bit of shit about setting up uh you're just recording today um we talk a bit about producing machine vs ableton uh go into a bit of an introduction to myself and what this podcast is going to be all about uh, we talk a bit on old, some old records and releases and just how hard it is to get your hands on that sort of thing and then we sort of finish it off with an interview with Bilby who's just dropped his album Bilbiography. Talk a bit about Rascal Collective, the RC crew and Rabbit Cave Studios where, you, where we're recording this so thank you very much for tuning in. If you press play then well you're a bloody legend so let's get into it.
1: I was recording guitar yesterday and singing at the same time. Mm. And I had these fucking headphones on. But the cord's not long enough. I need to find the yeah. other cord. The cord's not long enough, and I kept like almost pulling the fucking thing out Are of there. The...
0: Oh, I got the same headphones. I got like the real long one. You can have mine. I don't even use it. Oh, I've got like three more
1: oh, okay. cords. Yeah, <laughs> they're just like I don't know in the box upstairs or some shit. Yeah. What do you? Do you have the M fifties? Yeah. What mm. for?
0: Um. Dad got them for my twenty first. Such a good present. Yeah, I know. Like, fucking good at that. He's man. literally never got me anything good. I was like, fuck, because <laughs> he's he's always broke as well. He never got any money. True that. man. So I'm like, fuck. He actually like spent a good amount of money on me. Yeah, 21sts are
1: yeah. definitely the ones. Yeah. to be doing it.
0: But they're yeah, they're pretty sick. Like I was using them when I was like making beats on my machine, mm. which I think I really want to start doing again.
1: <laughs> yeah, you probably should.
0: Like, yeah, I think. Yeah, after me, like Cadet and like the nine two five and shit last week, and I was like, "Fuck, man, these guys are so dope." And mm. like, I've just been listening to them like flat out, mm. like leading up to the gig. And so I've just been like all on SoundCloud and stuff. Mm. I thought, like, "Oh yeah, I still got my beats up here." And I was listening to them, like, "Oh man, these." Do are you have crazy.
1: your beats on SoundCloud? Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard them. You serious? I'm pretty sure maybe you sent me, like, one or two, like or my, something.
0: No, like my real old ones on the machine. Nah. I didn't upload any of them. No, I don't think I've heard them, bro. Oh, my old ones. Yeah. Oh man, I
1: literally made them when I was like sixteen. Link me your SoundCloud later. Yeah. We'll fucking collab, bro. Do you want to collab, bro? Good <laughs> eyes. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd actually be keen as to rip one of your beats.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, like I still, I still have all because I made all them on Ableton. True. Just with like my little MPK mini. Yeah. <laughs> just like one of these, but yeah, just a better with one. Twenty-five keys and eight pads. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I don't know. They could definitely do with the good mix. But yeah, I was just listening to them again. I was like, fuck, these are actually like pretty dope for like a little sixteen year old kid in his bedroom. Well, that's the other thing. It's like because
1: you have studied so much, like indirectly studying, mm. just by listening to music. Mm because you've been doing it so much with like one genre and one like super specific Australian hip hop genre, mm. it really just like gets engraved into mm. your head. So when you go to start making beats, you're like, yeah, I know exactly what yeah. it should sound like. How yeah. can I produce, yeah. make that product? Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Mm.
0: But yeah, I just need to like, our place is so small, like, you know, mm. like their spare rooms, just like chocolates. there's shit all over the desk. But, yeah, I think Jane wants to clean everything out. So when we do that, I'll probably set it up again.
1: You should probably sell the machine mm. and buy an MPC.
0: Yeah, see, that was like a, a massive like decision when I, when I bought the machine. And so I, I, I spoke to Frank. I'm like, yeah, look, I want to start making beats again. I was just using Ableton and a little MIDI controller before. What would you... Suggest and and I, I flat out wanted an MPC just mm. to be like an OG making beats on MPC. Mm.
1: But you were going to get the MPC live, weren't you? It was a toss up between the live and the machine studio. Oh
0: uh, no! Ultimately, I wanted an MPC two thousand XL. Ooh, because that's like the real, like that was like the real pinnacle um, old school MPC. Yeah. yeah, they're like super expensive and everything. And yeah, like I, I looked at the MPC Renaissance and everything. As well, which is like a more modern, like it's just like it's essentially just a MIDI controller with Akai NPC's software program. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I went to, yeah, I just went to union and I was just talking to Frank because he's a producer, it's been forever.
1: Slap618, yeah,
0: yeah. And yeah, I was like, you know, what should I do? And it's like there's like a massive um, divide in between if you make beats on an NPC. Hmm. Or basically, like, anything else. Really? Yeah, 100%. With who? Like, Plutonic Lab has never used an MPC. Oh, yeah. That's because he's a live drummer, though. Yeah. But, like, talking to Frank, he's like, you'll have... You got the old-school beat makers that only use an MPC. And they say, like, anything else is whack. Like, hip-hop should be made on MPC. And then you've got, like, all these, like, new modern... um, Synths and doors and everything, and he's like, "If you today and like whenever I asked him like twenty seventeen, if you wanted to out and bought an npc two thousand, like you're literally going like you know twenty years <laughs> behind, yeah, kind of, you know, yeah, like, it's dumb." He's like, "Look up, look up this machine studio, the 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 thing and the soft, the, like the control and the software just made for each other, like you, it just streamlines everything."
1: So I guess the only reason why I'm saying that you should sell the machine and mm. buy an npc is for like portability and like you could literally just sit in your bed yeah and fuck around on an npc with a pair of headphones yeah true as long as it's one of the standard like if it was the yeah. 1000 or the 2000 yeah. or 2500 yeah you're
0: fine yeah yeah if it's an actual drum machine yeah just a controller yeah 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 and like a part of like after Frank said that, and I started doing all this research into machine, like, because I haven't like been making beats on it for like, yeah, probably a year and a half or longer now. I've forgotten a lot of it, but like, it was literally like night and day, like making beats on that versus making beats on an MPC 2000, unless you like, well, w- you should be sampling mm. from records, mm. but like, you can get, you gotta get your sounds of like floppy discs and shit. Yeah, you know? <laughs> true, true, true. And people do convert them, so you can put CDs in them and stuff now, but it, yeah.
1: Yeah. And just the hard drives and shit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But another thing is like, I got a very fucking old MacBook Pro. Like, I bought it brand new when I first started making beats when I was like in high school and I was like 16, I think. And I just like got that. <laughs> like, I think my mate gave me like a ripped copy of Ableton. So it's what, like six, seven years old? Yeah. It's to like 2013. Shit. It's slow as fuck. It's like got like four gig RAM. Yeah. I can, I know I can upgrade the RAM to like 16 gig, I think. Mm. And which is easy. Like those, those MacBooks, like they've literally just got screws all around the perimeter and you just like take the back off and slide them out, and put them in. So, and that's, that's like 150, 200 bucks. So I could probably do that. But realistically, like I you should probably have something a bit high powered.
1: Well, man, like I bought this computer, how long ago? Two, two or three years ago, mm. I think. And it's fucked. Yeah. It's, like, so slow, mm. dying. Mm. I've done so much work on it, just, like, clearing it and stuff Yeah, all the time. And it's still, it's just what Macs are like nowadays, I guess. Yeah. But then Windows are the same. like.
0: Yeah, for making beats, like, I just couldn't imagine using Windows. Windows, yeah, neither. Yeah, neither. it'd just be whack.
1: But I think it's just one of those things that you just have to, like, buy every couple of years. You just have to buy another one.
0: <laughs> Unless you buy so you're saying the new Mac towers. Yeah, dude. It's like 60 grand. Or I some know they're Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I it's really got, want to it's, get one. they got like two terabytes of RAM. <laughs> I know. Two terabytes of RAM. My, i got like two gig of RAM, like 250 <laughs> gig storage. they got like a thousand terabyte storage, two terabyte RAM. Fuck me. There's, oh, man. It's they run ridiculous. They're, they're basically just um
1: servers. Yeah. So you can run like a shitload of computers off them. Yeah. Offices and whatever. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> you can get smaller ones. They used. Do they still make the the MacBook Mini? Um, it was like this big. No, but
1: they've got. It's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. It's a Mac Tower, mm. but it's like way smaller. Oh, I yeah. think you can get them. Get them for like three grand. It's
0: not good. That's probably like the best. But yeah, it sucks. They used to be so good because mm. like my dad like always produced music and everything, and he's always had um, Macs. But like, like, I remember his old his old Mac Tower. Like it's literally got like a little lever on it. He's going whoop, whole side just like folds out, yeah. and he's like, take this one out, put that one in. Holy it was shit. like so easy. Whereas oh, nowadays they're like welded anodized aluminium, and like you like you like fucking get an angle grinder to cut it <laughs> <laughs> to do anything to it. Like you can't. You know, it's just it's built in obsolescence. That's the whole big problem with society nowadays. That's another rant. Yeah, true, <laughs> yeah. So like, but yeah, talking about selling my machine and getting an NPC. Yeah, that'd like save me having to get another computer. But even so, like, you're making pretty primitive beats. Shit, that's a primitive one on <laughs> 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 a standalone NPC. <laughs> like, you can't, <laughs> you can't do you can't do a whole lot with him. What's he? What's he use? Um, it's all door based. Yeah
1: pretty sure it might be fruity loops oh yeah or pro tools i can't remember yeah what he's using yeah i'll check his story later i'm sure there'll be a, <laughs> a video of a beat up I'll, I'll have a look at the door yeah but yeah he's sampling everything off vinyl sick cap and he's got all his secret f- secret places yeah to get them all and shit
0: so, oh, man, so good <laughs> yeah i been listening to his like whole catalogue yeah, it's crazy. Mm. It's just it's so cool, just like listening, um, like to the progression as well. Mm. Like if you listen to his oldest stuff, mm. and then you listen to Let Shit Breathe. Oh, like <laughs>
1: like the the stuff that he was doing with um, Herzoloid. Yes, was like another yeah. producer. Yeah, yep. yep. um, like taught him how to make beats, and I think they were making beats together for like huh. a fair while. That guy's massive. He's, like, a huge producer.
0: Yeah, no shit.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah, he's sure got the hookups. Like, he's putting himself out there.
1: Yeah, man. But also at the same time, super, like, reclusive. Yeah. Yeah. There's that line in the um, Cadets cookie jar one take that he did with Four Face Entertainment. He's, like, um, what is it? Why do you think my brother Primitive want to stay up in the hills? Oh, because he doesn't want to deal with every because bo- oh, he doesn't want to deal with every wannabe that wannabe
0: up in his face. Yeah, it's so good, man. Oh man. shit, yeah. And I love. I can't remember what track it is, but I don't know. I guess it's just cool for us. Well, you know, like being out in the eastern suburbs as well. Like him in Bayes order. He's like he's in Mount Evelyn, mm. and he's like I can't I can't remember like the actual words, but he's like. Um, in, the, in my cave in the hills, you know, making beats, whatever, yeah. whatever he says. Like, I'm yeah. like, oh, man, that's sick. Mm. Just to like, you know, because like <clears throat> hip-hop's very um, like city-based, you know, like big – all the big hip-hop heads live around the city. Like if you listen to all the – all the old school dudes lived, they were always around the city, Clifton Hill. Um, yeah, Collingwood, Collingwood, Fitzroy and shit. Yeah. yeah, like that's sort of and fair enough because like that's where all the gigs are and everything. Mm. But like it's obviously very different today. So it's cool to like hear that mm. in like up and coming rappers and stuff. Yeah, true that, man. Mm. Yeah, it's just just like really hits home. Yeah, you know, when you when you listen to that and you're like, fuck yeah, that's sick. that's sick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like God damn, that's where I live. Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, It's
1: awesome. It Actually, yeah. like kind of taking it back to. This is sort of semi-off topic, but taking it back to um, like New York and shit, it was the same deal Mm. in like some of Biggie's lines and shit. You listen to him, the first four or eight bars of a lot of those songs, he's just like shouting out dudes around his area Mm. and shouting out like the, the guys before him who were like paving the way before Biggie. Yeah. Um and that's the way to do it. Yeah. It's like first it's like first and foremost should be for the family, and the family can extend to your area mm. or yeah, you know, where you're from, where you grew up and shit. Yeah. And then start talking about how much of a gangster you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or how much yeah. not a gangster you are. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I tell you what. Like when I was actually, because like I was on Compo for like nine weeks mm. and it was like soon after I bought it. So I was literally just like working that like every day. Mm. And like I learned so much, I fucking probably dropped the ball and forgotten half of it now, which sucks.
1: Oh, it's all muscle
0: memory, man. Yeah. It'll come but back like, straight up. But that's like the good thing with this machine, man. Like, and like I remember like just like even like chopping up samples on Ableton, you know, like I, I found that kind of hard to learn. Like it might, mind you, Ableton is. And logic, they're like far advanced and more in depth mm. than the machine door. Um, but actually, just like just working on it and learning it, and being just like literally just making like hip hop beats, mm. like nothing, like not like super um, intricate production instrumentals and stuff. Like it was just so perfect to learn, mm. um, and yeah. So oh yeah, I really. Oh, like, I fell in love with it.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, like, whatever works for you. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, for sure. You just got to get it set up.
0: Yeah, we may need to bring it around here sometime. Like, after I bought, I like, yeah, I'll bring it around. We'll, like, play around. On That's that.
1: the other thing. You can, you're always welcome to just, like, bring yeah. it here. Yeah. And just make beats here. Yeah. If you want.
0: Mm. Yeah, true. Yeah. You need a bigger desk.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Man, the desk is fucking big enough. I need a bigger room. Yeah, yeah. I need mean, to get that keyboard out of here and put it on a stand and, Oh shit. Yeah. I got
0: this like um old Yamaha keyboard as well. But it's like a synth. Oh. It's like a real uh, it's a DX seven, Yamaha DX seven. Holy shit. Yeah. What the fuck? Where'd you get that from? Uh well it was dad's. Or it was like mum's or dad's No. Yeah, I think Mum paid for it, but like dad's all was always always a muse. So he used it. And then, like, they broke up. And I'm like, no, fuck you. I pay for it. This is my key." <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, oh, well, um, I don't want it. And I'm like, fuck it. I'll take that. <laughs> so it's just like sitting under the bed in the spare room. Good as, But man. it's like, you know, it's like it's like a real, like... Yeah, the DX7's original... a dope. Yeah, it's worth, like, 700 bucks. Yeah. So, I was, like, I was pl- I was planning on setting that up as well. Yeah, you should hook it up. Mm. It uses... It'd
1: use... Um, line outputs i'm pretty sure yeah so you might need like an interface and stuff Mm. definitely do it though Mm. have a start to what it sounds like see if anything's
0: broken yeah no it's it it works
1: it's all perfect oh yeah 100 it's so good oh
0: and the um like the sounds come on like a like a cartridge true (laughs) yeah like an old school nintendo what and you like plug them in so i think it's got like two cartridges and then you got one side, like like two sides per cartridge, and then there's also a switch, so you've got four sides.
1: Oh, yeah, you get all these different sounds. So you got eight, <laughs> yeah, eight different sound packs. Yeah,
0: and there's like thirty or something on each on one. each one. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I
1: actually, I think I saw someone selling those recently on um, like Melbourne Synth by swap and oh, sell yeah. on
0: Facebook. Yeah,
1: uh, I think he was saying like he was going to throw them out or something. And then he was like, or, or maybe he was going to donate them or something. I can't remember. But then he, he thought, oh, actually, people might, might actually want these. Mm. It may not have been for the DX7, but it was, like, definitely the same concept. Yeah. That is so, like, mind-boggling to mm. me. Man, now we're just getting into tech talk. No. Holy shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, maybe I should... Um... A bit of an introduction to whatever we're doing here <laughs> <laughs> let's do it Alright, well, welcome to your scene uh, My name's Milky And that's Bilby over there on the boards G'day uh, So yeah, we're just gonna talk hip-hop and stuff As you've heard, I guess We're gonna talk new releases We'd like to, you know, talk about the history and everything And probably most importantly, try interview some local dudes in the scene And sort of just get, get the good word out there I thought I'd just give a quick rundown who I am, where I've come from. Um, I won't bore you too much, but yeah, I'm 23 and been a big hip-hop lover for a good 10 years or so now. Um, Yeah, basically just heard a few tracks, like, yeah, I would have been about 11 or 12 years old by the hoods and just fell in love with them and then, like, that just snowballed. Learned about obese and pegs and And I sort of just like found myself in the middle of, because there was a booming scene already, um, and I found myself in the middle of it and just forever branching out and continually learning. Um, So yeah, it really just ignited something in me and I just became very obsessed. Uh, I formed a good relationship with Frank from Obese. Well, Union Heights now, shout outs to them, Um, but yeah, he was a manager there for 10 years and he was sort of my go-to, I was the new release kid, me and my mate Logan, whenever there was a new release coming out, we'd go down there and pick it up and talk to Frank about whatever's going on in the scene, like, this is when I was super young, you know, like, like 13, 14 to, well, now I'm, I'm, I'm still going there and talking to him about music and buying his records and all that, so, yeah, but it's a bit of an, I guess, like, this podcast is going to be a um, interesting perspective, talking about fo- and trying to focus on local Melbourne hip hop, um, and you know we'll branch out from there. Like we don't know where it's going to go or anything, uh, but we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, you know, like for me and I, well, I don't know about you, Bilby, but maybe you can speak on it as well. But like, yeah, I like I got into hip hop from this listening to Aussie hip hop, yeah, and like I. That's, that's like, I never listened to any other hip-hop before I heard Aussie hip-hop. And, like, that's, like, I just fell in love with it from that. And, like I said, like, I'm always forever branching out and learning about hip-hop all over the world now. Like, it's just a, something that just engulfs me. And I'm always uh, forever learning and everything. But I don't know. How about you? like
1: Yeah, I was, uh, like, I guess the first hip-hop I heard was Eminem. Mm. Um, but it was just, like on the radio or like whatever my friends were listening to or whatever. I only heard a couple of songs, maybe my mom or something. That yeah. track's
0: fucking funny as shit. It's funny you say that, that like Eminem's like, you know, the biggest rapper of all time or whatever. Yeah. Uh, for what it's worth or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but like because and I think that was another reason. Like all my mates listen to American rap. And I was, like, the Aussie hip-hop kid. And, like, they yeah. fucking bullied me. Like, oh, fucking, look at you, listen to Aussie hip-hop. Like, that stuff sucks. Like
1: They just uh, didn't know. No,
0: nah, no. Nah. And, like, they were, you know, this was, this was like, year seven in high school. Like, yeah. I was, like, 12, 13. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and I guess it was, like, being a bit of an outcast listening to Aussie hip-hop. Like, Eminem was always, like, the biggest rapper. And I always fucking hated him for that. I was, like, I, and, like, I never, I, like... To this day, like, look, honestly, I'm, like, nothing against the guy, but, like, I've just never been able to listen to him because nah, of that. I'm,
1: I, yeah, I'm the same. Like, <laughs> yeah. I got, so, I did hear his stuff, yeah. but Australian hip-hop was definitely the first hip-hop that I got into. Yeah. And then I kind of sort of back-catalogued through Eminem's stuff eventually at mm. one stage and his first album, shit, now I can't remember what the fuck it's called.
0: Infinite. Mm. Oh, yeah. Actually, Logan showed me that. That yeah. is fucking Infinite's Ill. a great album. Yes. And it's the 100%. only one I'll listen to. Yeah. No yeah. shit. Fuck, I haven't listened to that for years. Yeah. That
1: album is fucking awesome. They did some weird pitch shifting stuff in it. Mm. Maybe it's just the YouTube version. Yeah. Maybe it was like a copyright oh, I, thing. I'm
0: pretty sure Logan got a CD of it. Like, he, I'm pretty sure he like run it off eBay or something. Yeah,
1: true. Mm. Maybe I'll, I'll see if he's still got it. Mm. Have a listen. Because they, yeah, on YouTube, there's this weird pitch shifting on his voice. Uh. And it just sounds like a tiny tiny bit higher.
0: Yeah. It's, yeah. it's weird listening to like albums on YouTube because they're just like such poor quality. Yeah. You know, like it's the only but it's the only way to like particularly talking about local hip hop, like it's the only way you can hear like some of these like old releases, like the original pioneering hip hop albums. The like, sheer talent. Yeah, like Trem's twelve, sheer talent yeah. amateurs. Yeah. Um just to name a couple. But you know, there's <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, there's couple like a couple of the best ones out. Yeah. Well yeah, like they are Yeah. They are it. But yeah, like like I think it like the amateurs one on YouTube, like there's like massive crackles and distortion yeah. like yeah. in the middle. I'm like, fuck man, I just wanna like put the twelve on and keep I my know. feet and listen to it. But uh, then you gotta like front up like three or four hundred bucks yeah. for a record. Yeah. So yeah. Um like I was fucking I mean, for a lot of reasons and like we could have a Whole, like, episode on this But, like, I was a straw when OB's closed down Because they were, like, just the hub Like, you could go there And there'd be something that, like, you didn't have mm. And, obviously, like, be- having all the, op- the roster artists through them um, You know, you could get all those, like, old releases still mm. But, like, it's just all gone now Like, you can't buy that shit anymore mm. Which sucks And there's so much, like, um like old releases that I've never heard. And like, I'm so like, you know, into the scene and the history and the pioneers and everything and where it's come from. Um, like it's, it's so frustrating that like, it's not on Spotify or anything. And yeah. some of it is on YouTube. Yeah. But like, even that, like, like, I think there's like some of reasons like, um, early albums on there, but I haven't even listened to them on there. Cause I don't know. It just doesn't seem like, right. Mm. So I'm actually in the process of finding like all reasons, early records. Like I just picked up reography records um, or CDs. Just CDs. Yeah. I've got a big CD collection. Cause that was sort of just, I guess it was like another generational thing. Mind yeah. you, like I, I am, I've got a lot of records now as well. I sort of, but like my CD collection of Aussie hip hop certainly surpasses my um, records. Mm. But yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like, but but I also do like just love the mystery of like you know like how about when we'll have <laughs> Peg's Appreciation Day mm. and then we're just like going through his um you know his discography yeah and we're just like fuck me what what's this track yeah. like we've never heard it you know like we're just listen to him you know like it,
1: it was, was on Discogs on the yeah. website yeah we found just this random song yeah that and like, never heard of yeah. before.
0: and he's like he's just been. Like Pegs has just been like my idol forever. Like he's just like the king in my eyes. And so like to have a track that I'd never heard. I'm like, fuck.
1: What was it released? It was on the EP. It was released through um
0: Wait, which track are you talking? Or oh, you're not talking about Celebrate Daily?
1: Nah. Nah, yeah, I, I think... was talking about a different one.
0: Nah, it was Celebrate Daily. We were looking at um like his yeah, his earliest releases. Oh,
1: uh, maybe I'm talking about Rogue. Yeah, that was released on
0: Not Obese. That was on yeah, Nuff said, said. Yeah. On one of their compilations. But the Rogue remix is on to the Pegasus EP. Yeah. 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 So, anyway, yeah. So we, um, <laughs> yeah. So we were just like, yeah, all right, I'm pretty sure there's it all. I don't, I don't know. I don't even know how it came out, but we were looking on Discogs. Like, oh, yeah, the Pegasus EP. Yeah, I know that. And then we look at the tracks so and like what like, what, what's this? We've <laughs> never heard this. What the fuck? And then celebrate daily. That was on YouTube, and we listened to that. We're like, "Holy shit, this is sick!" Yeah. Um, But yeah, Crispy. I remember he showed me Rogue. I'm like, "Man, that's like I listen to that like at least once a week." Yeah. I just love that track. Yeah. And then the Rogue remix, um, by Pluto, on that EP is is, yeah, it's dope. And Fatter as well. And that was that was another one. That was another one. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, Fatter. What the fuck? I've never heard that. And like, it wasn't on YouTube or anything. And so, like, I made my endeavour to um, find a, pe- a copy of the Pegasus as CP, and I did. I got a bargain. Picked it up for fifty bucks. Thought that was pretty good. Yeah, fucking awesome. Um, and then like, I had it. I had it for a few months because I wanted to listen to it with you. Yeah. And we got it here. And like, I, I can't believe you like held out for that long oh, I know. as well. It's so crazy. And then we, yeah, we chucked it on, and we got to fatter. And I was like, fuck, I know this song. <laughs> it's a secret track on Capricorn Cat. Yeah. When after the big pause in Super Feeling. I was like, that's still pretty cool, but Which I didn't even know about mm. as well. I
1: didn't because there are so many of these secret tracks in yeah. those old records. Yeah. And um I don't know how I never heard it. I probably did, but just like didn't pick up that there was a massive pause and a fucking secret track in there yeah.
0: somewhere. Um yeah. Super weird. Mm. Yeah. Good track. But yeah, I guess that was just an example I was saying on Like how cool it is to like, like the mystery of all this like pioneering hip hop that's come mm. out of Australia. And like when, like you get to rediscover it, you know, like all these old school heads, like, you know, they have in their collections and they can just listen to whatever they want. But like, yeah. it's a fucking, it's like a mission. It's a, like, it's, it's a, it's a challenge to like get a, your hands on it so mm. you can listen to it.
1: That's why, like, big shout-outs to that new company um, Miles Ago that are doing the seven-inch repressings of a whole bunch of old Australian singles and shit. Those guys are fucking dope. Yeah. Yeah, and it's also why it's so important now to – I mean, for a whole whole bunch of different reasons, but to support the people local now who are making music now because – you never know when someone's just going to stop stop doing it or, like, stop pressing records or stop doing CD. And, of course, we're living in this digital era now. Yeah, I know. So everything is out online. But yeah, who knows? Like, I mean, I may, might make a record one day that I just don't release digitally.
0: Well, that's what, like, you know, I was listening to Beers, Beats from the Beers, one of the early episodes with Hell and Earth. Mm. And like she's got a new album coming out actually it must be out by now. This was like one of the real early ones mm. and I haven't listened to it yet. So I'll get onto that. Yeah. Um, I think it but, may have just come out. Yeah. Honestly. But she's releasing that like digitally, but she was saying, you know, cause she just does it for the love, you know, she yeah. doesn't care about money. Yeah. She's like to have someone go out and buy a physical CD or record means that like, you know, they really want to listen to it. Yeah. Which is, I think is really cool. And like, a lot of artists, I think, particularly like local artists, I think they do do that. You know, like Sinks, he's on Spotify, but like Backlash isn't on there. His mm. late, his latest album that he's just put out isn't on there, mm. and like that's really encouraging people to get out there and pick it up. Mm. And I was listening to another Beers Beats episode with Plutonic Lab. He was saying how, yeah, like. CDs, records. It's literally just like merchandise now. Yeah it
1: is. Like I mean people don't even really listen to that stuff
0: anymore. Mm.
1: If I had enough frames I would frame all of my records and put them up on the walls. Mm. Um, but unfortunately they're just sitting in a crate. But it's good because it means that sometimes I get to if yeah. I'm like fuck I really want to listen to this record yeah, I get to. Yeah. Um,
0: so, but yeah I'm, I'm sort of just like yeah, I've got Spotify just for the convenience of something comes out and you know like a new album comes out and you can't get to the record store that day or whatever. Yeah, because I still go to the record store and <laughs> buy my records and stuff. And you mm. should too. You should get down to Union Heights in Windsor and go see Frank. He'll he'll look after you. Dope shop. Um, yeah, but like I yeah, it's just it, I, it's just so nice just to hold that in your hand and you know like I remember like. Back in the day when we like catch the train into obese and you'd, you'd buy a bunch of CDs and you'd be looking at them and feeling them reading the words inside, you know, you'd, like you'd read all the lyric book and look at all the art in there. And It's just so like, it's a whole thing that people don't get anymore. And it's like, <clears throat> there's so
1: much work um, involved in even just like making a record. Yeah. Even just the cover. I've looked into doing it for uh, Bilbiography that just mm. came out. Um, and I don't even know where to begin. Like, I need to go get a visual uh, designer to do it for me. Yeah. But I want to do all that stuff as well. Like, yeah, like have the lyrics on the inside or, mm. and like um, shout outs and whatever. And it's just like there are so many different designs. that, Yeah. And, all the, and then actually pressing the vinyl. And stuff like it's crazy yeah. how much work goes into oh, yeah um that that it just goes over people's heads yeah so yeah definitely and
0: especially for like dudes like you like local artists just coming up mm. you know you haven't got a um manager to to drop the funds to go and press that's it 300 records or whatever yeah you're like that's coming out of your pocket yeah and then you need to sell them to try and break even mm. yeah exactly and then maybe maybe make a couple of bucks and buy yeah. myself a slab. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> congrats for like three years of work. Yeah.
1: <laughs> hopefully be able to somehow reinvest that money and yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, Bandcamp is
0: amazing. Yes, for that, though. Yes, it is absolutely. And you know what I just copped the other day? Um, that new dialect with. Did you hear about it's that? Photograph Your Aura. No. Oh, the new... like the, yeah, new... the new one. It's like 20 tracks. Yeah. Yeah, it's Photograph Your Aura. Yeah, I got the tape. You got the tape? <laughs> yeah. That is so good. I literally, I clicked on it, like, and it said there was like two left. <laughs> and I got it. I got one. You just bought both of them. <laughs> no, I didn't buy I was like, I left someone. I don't need two. Yeah. Someone that's right can have it. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Did you Did you hear the story about that, by the way? Yeah. You help. wrote it up on Facebook. Yeah. So they like each track... They literally just spent like 10 minutes on it. Yeah. They set that's, themselves a, yeah. a
1: challenge to make the tracks within 10 minutes. Yeah, so I
0: actually, and I haven't actually listened to it yet. I might wait to get the tape. I haven't listened to it either yet. Yeah. But it's that is unbelievable. I they know. made the
1: whole album in two days.
0: Yeah, that's fucked.
1: They did triple what I did in... Two and a half years in two yeah. days. That is uh, fucking
0: wild. Yeah. Well, uh, it'll be interesting to see what it's like. Because he does say like, you know, like literally half the raps, probably over half the raps are freestyles. Yeah.
1: And that's the other thing. I mean, the reason why he's able to make an album in two days is because he's spent how long? 15, yeah. 20 years writing his craft. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but fucking big shout outs. That is that is dedication. Right? <laughs> oh, no. That, that's... It's like... I can't think of anyone that's done that before. There's actually this um, group out of uh, the UK that I sort of linked up with briefly. I can't remember their name precisely. I might, I'll try and link it to you later. Mm. Um, but they have a... It's sort of like a label. Um, and they have this challenge where it's like, make an ep in i'm pretty sure it's 48 hours Mm. um so each one of the artists on the label has done this challenge and it's pretty cool like Mm. so they have to do all the writing um production if they're producers otherwise they're just copying beats from other producers in the label and whatever uh all the mixing and mastering and stuff all themselves yeah compile it all and then release it within 48 hours Fuck. it's pretty amazing yeah. um i can't i can't believe it mm. i really want to do something like that yeah and we were talking about it the other day um, yeah trying to get this rascal album done mm. just like lock ourselves, like seriously take like a week off or something mm. and just lock ourselves in the studio yeah just do a full lockout like yeah
0: just get a couple of slabs yes not just a couple, not too many, because you yeah. want to be productive. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> Don't want to just get wasted. Yeah. Probably, probably be like the first night we drink all the beers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then the rest of the week we feel like shit <laughs> yeah. and have to make an album. Yeah. But yeah, it'll be it'll be a really
0: cool like challenge
1: to set and and to be able to create something. I
0: reckon. Yeah, for sure. So speaking of new records, mm. bibliography's just dropped.
1: It did. Um, Friday the 5th of July.
0: Yeah, so I don't know when this is going to come out or it may not even come out. <laughs> so, uh, so this is far in the future for you listeners. <laughs> That's pretty trippy to think about. Yeah, it is. But, yeah, of. go listen to that shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, so how long are you working on that for?
1: I think it's been probably around like two, two and a half years or so. I mean, I say that, it's kind of, it's a tough one to really pin because um, like really I was just making music. Yes. And then I always had the idea like I know, I know what I wanted to do um, but I didn't have any full structure of the album Mm -hmm. or anything like this song is going to be this, this song is going to be this, whatever. Um, But I ended up just getting like a bank of songs together. Yeah. Uh, And it wasn't like pick the best 10 songs but it was like, what, what songs are going to work together? What songs sound well together? Mm. Did a lot of producing and reproducing, like a whole bunch of beats and whatever, trying to make it all sound like an album. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a huge process.
0: Yeah. So you've handled all the production. Yeah, I did all the
1: uh, beats, the writing, the mixing and the mastering. Yep. Um, and even like the distribution see through all of this as well at the same time i've been like setting up this label or recording studio or whatever
0: yeah here we are recording this in the rabbit cave studio so shout
1: out here we are thank you um yeah so i don't know it sort of just like worked out to be around the same time as uh making the business legit and then um sorting out distribution Mm. and stuff um yeah it just meant that I could do it all myself which was awesome. Yeah. I did mind you have a lot of help from some really amazing people. Yeah. I mean really most of it comes down to the crew the rascal collective and that's not just like the rappers and the producers of the crew it's just like the family around me the I feel like whatever I make is just a reflection of it's kind of the same like whoever i am is just a reflection of the people around me so huge shout outs to all of these people around me just being legends um yeah and the artwork i did uh i got done sorry by one of my friends alex neilio Mm. yeah
0: shout out to alex neilio
1: it's fucking awesome yeah he's got
0: some cool work
1: yeah i had the idea uh sort of the idea of the album was to be how can I make something as old school Australian hip-hop as I can mm. um, just because I fucking love old school Australian hip-hop. Yeah. I wish I was born. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Back in the 80s, man. Yeah, but, um, I've had those thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I was just like sort of looking through a lot of the records and stuff, like all the artwork. Yep. And so much of the inspiration came from like Tram
0: yeah, and shit.
1: Uh, Hilltop Hoods. And yep. They've all got that hooded character.
0: Yes. Oh, Armageddon.
1: Armageddon. That's, oh, that's the hoods. That's, that's the hoods one. one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I was like, how can, you know, what can I do? So I just pitched him the idea. He came back to me with the design mm. and I was like, dude, that's it. Yeah. that is fucking perfect. It is very dope. Didn't change anything on it because it was just amazing.
0: Yeah, imagine that. I can't believe it. Imagine that on a twelve-inch film. I
1: know, man. One day, soon. Yeah. I've already got an idea for the back color.
0: Yeah, I won't. Sick.
1: I won't say it. Yeah. yeah,
0: Like you can even do crowdfunding and shit for that. Like yeah, people. I mean, I guess. I know. I'm
1: like, I'm, I'm actually thinking about doing it. Yeah. Um. So I hey, want to do.
0: People definitely do it. You know. Yeah. It's, not, it's nothing. It's not like new. You know, no, well. no,
1: not at all. I mean, you sort of fucking have to. <laughs> yeah. Unless you've just got money coming out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, or, or perhaps not crowdfunding, but it's like straight up pre-orders. Exactly. And then you can't, um, like, you're not going to get impressed unless you get enough pre-orders.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And um, also, like, at the same time, just as long as the people know that it's going to be a process, it'll take, yeah. like, two months to press or
0: whatever. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I've already, yeah, I've got that idea. In the back of my head, I need to do
0: pre-orders for shirts and same for vinyl. Yeah, for sure. So, how long have you been making beats for?
1: Oh, God. It depends how legitimate you...
0: (laughs) Well, anything. (laughs) It depends what you
1: consider. Well, I've been making music for since I was 12. Um, But I was just doing like acoustic singer-songwriter stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't ever do any recordings back then and then I was I moved into the Ashted house and that's when I started that's when I got Ableton and that's yep. when I started recording but I was still doing stuff with the guitar yeah and that was I think about seven years ago and I made an album yeah I made I think it was I was probably working on that album for about a year, or mm. or maybe a bit less, like nine months or something. Yeah, uh, and it came out just before my 18th birthday. So oh, shit. Yeah, uh, but I've been making beats and hip hop and stuff probably since the Doncaster House, which was about a year after that. So I'd say six years or so. Yep.
0: About that. Yeah. Okay. So. And you've started, you've, you're have going to uni now doing music industry. Yep. How would you say that's influenced the production on, on your album at all? Or was that production mostly handled before you started that?
1: Yeah, so actually like most of the production was done, done about if we're just talking beats and like writing and whatever, all of that stuff was done about halfway through last year, maybe. Okay. Maybe like closer toward the end of last year. Yep. No, yeah, it probably was about halfway, mm. and then just in amongst doing uh, recordings and mixing and stuff for other people. Yeah, I was working on bibliography. Yes. Um, and so the mixing process and the mastering process really took a fair while. Yeah. But I think probably the longest part of the process was i really wanted to be able to make uh like i knew the sound that i wanted and i knew the quality standard that i that i wanted the album to be at um but i wasn't skilled enough at that time to do it Mm. so and that's sort of getting back to the how long did the album like how long have you been working on it i do say probably like two and a half years but Really, so much of that was just me learning and yeah. trying to teach myself yep. um, how to how to be
0: able to get to this like standard of quality. Yeah, and that quality definitely shows. Like okay. you, you listen to it, and I said I said this to you when you gave me a pre-listen like months before you even released it. Mm. I'm like, you know, this is your first album as Bilby, but it sounds like you've been in the Aussie hip hop industry for years Mm. of that that's the sort of quality that that comes through in the album yeah i see yeah and it's so important to me
1: at least there's just always something to be said about quality over quantity yeah for for sure. sure
0: 100 yeah so in that case would you say that um doing music industry at uni this year has done anything for the album like as far what about distribution yes yeah, yeah definitely
1: yeah um so the business side of the music industry course is really sort of the main reason why i wanted to do yeah. that course yeah and it's also just like the stepping stone into doing the uh i'm doing the audio production degree next year
0: yeah
1: so it's just like i may as well just do this nine-month course and uh and then just do the production next year um yeah but yeah no it has helped and it's actually almost pushed me into bailing on the production course and doing music business but i think maybe i'll just do it if i want to i i might just do it again like in the future or whatever but yeah the music yeah the business side of it definitely it has definitely helped with all that all this like behind the scenes stuff that nobody ever hears about contracting and yeah all that kind of stuff yeah. all the stuff that's super important yep and also where to it's never about money but um wherever you can get it you may as well
0: yeah for sure
1: and there are just so many so many things that i didn't even realize like uh playing live performances mm-hmm. you're eligible for money yeah from from the venue outside of them paying you for that night yeah Things like that. It's just I, yeah. I would have never thought about it. Mm.
0: And I've said this before, but yeah, man, you you're doing a good thing. Like you, these Rascal Collective boys and yourself, like they're really lucky to have someone like you, sort of pulling strings in the background and mm. putting in all this work. You know, like you've pretty well given up your day job and making a business out of the Rabbit Cave Studios. Mm. And it's just that's that's to me that's like real. That's real. Like that's the realest of the real. Much appreciated. Yeah, for sure. Um Yeah, moving on though, you've just had the gig for yeah. the Rascal Collective at yeah. the Northcote Social Club just this past Friday. Again, if you're listening to this, this is probably well in the past, but
1: it was the same day my album released. Yeah. The fifth. That's it. So um yeah, that show was
0: fucking wild, <laughs> yeah, man. I know it, was. it
1: was amazing. Yeah. We had
0: How'd you go on the ticket sales? Because I know you were stressing
1: yeah, we were stressing and bad. Um, it's always like that, though. Like, yeah. it'll come to the day before or the day of, and then the pre-sales just like have a huge spike, yep. like double pre-sale, yeah, no, and sure. then um, yeah, heaps of people came through the door. Yeah, it was amazing to yep. see that many people come down to support us and yeah. and all the other acts yeah. that I played. Yeah, it was really nice. We had Oi I Listen play. That's um, CK from the Rascal Collective and his brother Tim, um, and their set was. So were you there for it? Nah. Damn, dude. No, oh, no. I think I. I, feeling... I think there might be. There will be some footage. Yeah. I'm getting it off um, Pat as soon as possible. Um,
0: yeah, we had to make a mega hold up with some shit, but anyway, we got there.
1: We yeah, got, you yeah. got there eventually. That's all.
0: Yeah.
1: But yeah, it was. You can see. It, I'll show you. Um, yeah it's those guys are just like next level. yeah. Uh, And then we had Emad. I produced, not produced the beats, but engineered uh, his first EP a few years ago. So, and that was sort of what kickstarted. That's a whole nother thing, but that's Mm -hmm. sort of what kickstarted Rabbit Cave Studios. Yep. Um, Yeah. And it was really, really dope to see him again. Yes. And then the ruckus played. Yep. Boys from I wanna say Geelong, but I always get it mixed up. Yeah anyway, they're from that area. Yeah. And we've played with them before, and those guys are fucking dope. Yeah. They're sure. DJ Denno down. Yep. Uh, on the decks and mm-hmm. so amazing. Yeah. And then the nine to five boys, and that said.
0: And they put on a hell of a show. They always put on a fucking yeah. hell of a show, man.
1: Yeah. Those guys are so
0: well versed in their yep. craft. Oh yeah, um, yeah, and no, it's amazing. Very like-minded individuals, nine to fives, and the Rascal Collective. I see. Yeah, there's like there's a lot of potential between like collaborating there and everything in the future. Yeah, like those those dudes are really dedicated, which yeah. is awesome to see in like local hip hop.
1: And they've brought, um, so one of the guys, Caution. I think he released an EP. I want to say, like, maybe four years ago or something. And I think, like, he's been writing... Don't, like... I don't know if any of this is... um, We had a conversation once. Me and him Mm. had a conversation once. And it was a, a fair while ago. And I was kind of drunk. So I don't remember exactly all the details. But I think he was, like, still writing and stuff but didn't really have, like, sort of the desire to be recording anything anymore or whatever and then ever since the like the nine to fives have been really popping and like getting their shit down as well it's like it brings that love back for people Mm. you know and the same with Ra, like ra has been writing for like a year and a half like rapping for about a year and a half yep and actually mono got him into it Mm. through the get down events Mm -hmm. rest in peace the get down events super sad to see Mm. those guys leave but it's just amazing i don't know like being able to see this community just like grow and expand so rapidly as well do you know what i mean like yeah yeah, it's awesome i love it
0: yeah so you you i guess your first single off the album was 96 um what was that sort of thought process
1: yeah well that song is um it was named after the birth year
0: mm-hmm.
1: of myself, 1996. Uh, shout out all my 96 kids.
0: Sorry, I'm 95.
1: Yeah, and I I don't know. I just sort of like started writing one day and I was thinking I, I had this. I think it was my 18th birthday, maybe. I got a bottle of Shivers Regal from my brother. It may have been my 21st. No, I think it was my 18th. And me and CK and a bunch of other people were playing this stupid game, which no one should ever play, called Sip for Sip. All you do is pass a bottle around in a circle and drink it. <laughs> That's all you do. There's no game.
0: Sounds like Cheers, Governor. When, yeah, <laughs> when we make the only rule, you got to drink. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. And it's heinous and... <laughs> It fucked me up. <laughs> so there's that line in the song. Um, I hear him say, it's the first line of the song. I hear him say, Sit for Sit, shivers me timbers. Yes. And and that came from the shivers me timbers, was from, uh, I think I was drinking and I was like, fuck me, this is hectic. Like, we should not be doing this. And I said, shivers me timbers, like that old saying. Yeah. But it was shivers regal as well. Yeah. So it just kind yeah. of, it worked. It was, yeah. Anyway, so I wrote that down, maybe that night or the next day, just that line, um, sip to sip and shivers me timbers, just like getting the idea down. And I do this a lot. I'll write down just one line or something and then come back to it months later mm. when I've got mad inspo and just yeah. to write the whole song. And, yeah, so it just sort of like sparked from there. And because of that, I just wanted to talk about, you know, the times that we've all had together and sort of just like my experience in in life in general yeah um
0: yeah so are you gonna do an official second single or anything or
1: there was the i guess the official second single was um uh Biography, yeah, yeah with the, the title track, yeah, with the video, and you got the video there too. It all sort of just happened yeah. really fast though. Yeah, it was like week, one week between singles, mm-hmm. and then two weeks before. Yeah, like between the second single and the album.
0: Yeah,
1: and that all just kind of happened because I got I got it all up on disc on uh, yeah through the distro company,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I was like, fuck, I just need to get this album out of here. Yeah. It just needed to be off my chest. Yep. I love it. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but I've listened to it way too many times, yep. and if I put it off any longer, I feared that I would just never release it. Yeah. So I just sort of yeah did a real quick
0: push it out there, mm-hmm. get it all done. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's a big relief.
1: Also, real quick shout out AF, big homie uh, Asher Filipenko on oh, yeah. the, um, the vocals on the I vocals guess, yeah. on. On 96. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Bloody oath.
0: So, what's next for Bilby?
1: I am in the process of doing another EP now. I think I've already got...
0: Another self-titled...
1: Yeah, it will be. Yeah. Yeah. It's... um, I've probably got enough tracks for maybe another two just small EPs mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. I don't really know what I'm going to do with it. Um, but the sound is very, very much different from... Bibliography, yeah it's more the stuff that i i'm really into now it's a lot more underground which is kind of a little bit backwards yeah bibliography was a little bit more like poppy sounding i guess mm. than definitely more than the stuff that i'm making yeah now.
0: not poppy but like more of like the new sort of um new wave beats yeah and stuff yeah yeah i hear you yeah, cool. Okay. That's awesome. Plus the Rascal Collective stuff. The
1: Rascal the Collective album. Um yeah. should be coming hopefully this year sometime. Yeah, no Not sure. Not sure. And then uh in amongst all that, just whoever else wants to be yeah. making albums.
0: Yeah, and so you got you're holding down the studio here, so you're yeah. working with heaps of people outside of Rascals. Yeah. Mixing, mastering, yeah. producing. Yeah. yeah. So you're a busy right. boy.
1: Yeah. Busy boy. <laughs> it's good though. It's um yeah. I get to wake up every day and do what I love. Yes, that's what's important.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Um, my cut there. Dope. So, word, cheers for listening. Um, we covered a bit of shit. We rambled on a bit, uh, but it is what it is. We don't really know where we're going with this. Um, so I hope you've got a bit of an idea on the direction that we're we're going uh, for this podcast. And you know, we we've we've definitely got some shit lined up for the future so stay tuned and we'll be back in a couple of weeks peace peace about Bilby we interview him wait am I on a time frame for this (laughs) fuck I want to keep that video
1: that (laughs) is so good
0: (laughs) holy shit
1: um no Okay, cool